As long as Tom Brady has been playing football, he has made $197 million over the course of his career, but he could have made so much more. Brady has constantly taken contract extensions and restructured his deals to help the New England Patriots address other spots on their roster, giving up at least $60 million over the course of his career. Imagine leaving $60 million on the table for your employer. Broken down was Brady's numbers. They were calculated. The money that Brady might have earned in his career if he signed a new deal equal to the going rate for the top quarterback contracts throughout his career. The conservative numbers are ridiculous. Brady put his contract discounts at $60 million, but could have been closer to $100 million. The New England Patriots had ruled the NFL for two decades in a way that no other team in league history has ever done before. A big part has been finding a legendary quarterback, someone like Tom Brady, who not only dominated on the field, but has sacrificed to put his team in a good position. Brady has plenty of money in his NFL career, close to $200 million. But what if he had not taken less or restructured contracts over the course of his career to help the New England Patriots out? Yeah, Brady would be a lot richer person and perhaps definitely the highest paid player in NFL history. If Brady consistently signed deals equal to those of the biggest quarterback contracts, he could have made like $257.9 million up to today. And this is about $60 million more than his actual numbers. And approximately $9 million more than Peyton Manning made in his career. The most in NFL history, you can see how the numbers... We reached below. Tom Brady could have made close to like 287 million. I mean, is there such a thing? It's not an exact science, but in the NFL, even the best and highest paid players, they really see an end to a contract almost ever. Brady and the New England Patriots, they have frequently adjusted his deals to lower his base salary and his cap hits to address roster needs while giving him a bigger signing bonus and money up front. Yeah, give me money today and take some off later. I mean, if you have Brady's kind of money, his wife is loaded. You know, so how much money do you really need? But to project Brady's non-discounted career earnings, if you look at his rookie deal and his first extension the same way, in 2002, Tom Brady signed a four-year, $28 million contract. His next, next extension came in 2005. By this time in his life, he had already won three Super Bowls and was a two-time Super Bowl MVP. It was safe to assume that by 2005, he could have started commanding top dollar contracts, right? If you imagine a scenario where Tom Brady signs a new deal in 2005, he signs a new deal in 2009, Another one in 2013, 2017. That were the equivalent of the going rate of the top quarterbacks at the time. In each of those four years that Brady re-signed, 
Brady was given a new contract equal to that of the biggest contracts for veteran quarterbacks that had been signed before that season or the year before. If you also imagine that Tom Brady only played four seasons under each contract and then signed a new deal. Here's pretty much the contracts were laid out in 2005. Peyton Manning had a seven-year, $99.2 million contract. These are, the, these are the contracts that were used. In 2009, Eli Manning, six years, $99 million. In 2013, Drew Brees, five years, $100 million. In 2017, Big Ben, four years, $87 million. In 2017, here's something important to consider. Matthew Stafford, he signed the largest quarterback deal at five years, $135 million. And he's not worth anywhere near that money. However, Brady turning 40, imagine the Patriots exercising caution and not commit, you know, and, and not giving Brady a contract that he's kind of used to signing, but they won't do that to him. But that is a conservative estimate. If we were to use Stafford's numbers at a $135 million contract in 2017, Brady probably would have been giving up so, like probably $76 million to this point in his career. One could argue that Brady demand better than top quarterback deals in any given season. The way that Brady plays, the way that, that he performs, you know, and, you know, just his resume alone. An aggressive estimate would suggest that Tom Brady has sacrificed something closer to $100 million to make his team better. Owners sacrifice $100 million to make their team better, not employees. Is it possible that if Tom Brady took a maximum contract every chance he could, his legacy and the Patriots might be a little bit different today? In 2007, Tom Brady restructured his deal to make room for Randy Moss. In recent years, he's taken money up front so the Patriots could re-sign key free agents. If Brady didn't restructure his contract to agree on new deals, the Patriots would not have been as good taking some of the luster away from both parties. Brady said he wants to play until he's 45. We'll see. If he has a few more opportunities to still cash in, but at the moment, the best quarterback in the NFL history won't go down as the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Tom Brady, he does what no other player does. He does what owners and CEOs of companies does. He invests his money in his stock. Tom Brady is the New England Patriots. Thanks for sticking around. It's your boy Mikey. Can we keep it real? Why does Brady continue to give money back time after time? Would anyone else do that? Would Drew Brees do that? Peyton Manning do that? You know, Matthew Stafford do that? Brady knows I don't need to take home all that money. I'd rather take home a Super Bowl ring. How about the Patriots are up on the Chargers? 38-7, third quarter, 440 left. Let's take a look through Twitter and see what people's been talking about. Gronk had a score. I didn't think San Diego can keep up with Gronk. 
the New England Patriots. Looks like they'd be going to Kansas City. Gronk, who is always so tough, is playing very, very good. Tom Curran said in the second play of the half, Pouncey ignores Adam Butler on a rush. Rivers had the title to his right, and throw was incomplete. I'm looking at some replays of the game. Gronk looks so damn strong. Boomer Esiason on the Patriots' first half against the Chargers. This is a Ph.D. surgical execution on offense. Halftime, New England was up 35-7. to I mean, it looks like the flying Alvises are flying in. Beautiful execution. Touchdown number 26. Sony Michelle got the score one. That made the game 34-7. to It looked like Sony Michelle had a hat trick dominating the game. Special teams doing special things. San Diego attempts to get the ball. New England recovers. San Diego, the ball comes in and out of his hands. New England Patriots challenge that Williams fumbled, but it looked like the wide receiver recovered the fumble anyway. I mean, the ball was out. It looked like the Chargers got the ball back, but I believe Patriots ended up um, winning the the challenge um but Belichick you know Belichick challenged it I think they won Patrick Chung was slow to get up you know but it looks like New England Patriots Kansas City Chiefs we'll see what's going on and the Tom Brady rule today cost Tom Brady's team a rough in the passer call on Phillip Rivers and they're also saying that Trey Flowers went for Phillip Rivers knees but he very clearly hit him in the thigh. They're always saying New England's doing some dirty ass shit. But that's an update of the New England Patriots. Steven Guskowski, a 28-yard kick. So many good things are going right for the Gronk mode. Goes beast mode. LA charges at New England on CBS. Listen to the Can We Keep It Real update for more. What's going on? It's Mikey. Can we keep it real? How are we doing today? Before we get into this episode, I'm going to ask you if you can hit that support button, make a small donation, or you can go to anchor.fm slash can we keep it real slash support and help me bring more episodes to you. Me doing more episodes depend on your help, my audience. But we're going to get into these episodes. And if you want to check out more, there's over 200 available on any major platform. Anywhere podcasts can be heard. Apple, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. And thanks to our sponsor, Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast recognized by Wired Magazine. So go check them out. You want to be on the show? Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. We're going to get into this right now. Thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm back with an update. Uh, I got a message from the superintendent, you know, and he said I was wrong about the information. And I said, if I'm wrong, come on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Answer me these three questions. Was the Wrestling Youth League charged in the area of $2,000 to rent the gym? Number two. Last year's tournament, 
was the WCCU charged in the area of ten dollars to $12,000. Number three, the 35th WCCU. Were they charged in the area of $20,000, give or take, whatever? Answer them questions. I'll apologize. I'll retract the whole podcast. I have nothing against the superintendent. I think he does a very good job. I think he's very fair when issues come up. You know, but when you're a boss or you're a leader, when I was young, I was given a tomato plant. And, you know, the old man that lived across the street from me, his name was Mr. Aussie. He was an old-time guy. He said, Michael, I'm going to give you this plant. I'm going to teach you to grow tomatoes. This is your plant. Whatever happens to the plant, you are responsible. He says, sometimes the plant's going to die. And you know what? You're going to mow the field. But sometimes the tomatoes are going to come out good. And I'm going to give you a dollar. Now, a dollar for a good tomato. And if it went bad, I had to mow that big, huge field. I was like, that ain't really fair at all. And then later on, I realized that it wasn't about the tomato plant. It wasn't about mowing the field. It was about that when you're in charge of something. When things go good, nice, you're blessed. You get rewarded something. But when things go bad, the tomato dies. You got to mow that big field. And I was thinking, why is the the tomato dying, the penalty is so grave. And the tomato living, the penalty is so, you know, I get a dollar. Then I realized when things go bad, things go bad. And as a boss or a superintendent, a captain, a sergeant, whatever your position is, as a boss, it falls on your shoulders. So I got nothing against the superintendent. What I do have something against is charging a league that does this for the last 35 years and they give all the money right back to the sports booster teams that you're going to charge them so much money to rent a gym, something in the community. See, that's why Buddy Cianci, when he was mayor of Providence, all the gyms in the area, all the public schools from 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock, every one of them was open for the kids to have somewhere to go and have a place to play basketball, play handball. The pools were always open. He made sure that the kids of Providence, you ask any kid that grew up in the 80s of Providence, and they'll tell you, we're Buddy's kids. Buddy always looked out for the kids. And that's something that's getting away from people now because, I don't know, kids don't vote. They don't have a voice. But they are going to vote one day. In two more years, the juniors will be voting. Seniors will be voting. Two years after that, the freshmen will be voting. The demographics are going to change. So, Superintendent, if I disrespect you in any way, I apologize. But you're welcome to come on the podcast and we could talk it out. If I'm wrong, like I said, I apologize. But I know my source collects a town paycheck. And they had first-hand knowledge of this. 
So it's your boy Mikey. Always keep it real. Always keep it authentic. And stop getting can we keep it real twisted. Everyone thinks they know what it means.